On today's show, we'll preview the Leafs in Washington. As always, we'll go through our three keys to victory, detail the expected lineup changes, and I got a stat about the Caps that will blow your mind, Dave. And the NHL debuting its frenzy, the frozen frenzy on ESPN today. We'll tell you all about it. All that more coming up on today's edition of the Lockdown Leafs podcast, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Locked On Leafs podcast, the daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast hosted by myself, Mike DiStefano, and my co-host, Dave Morissuti. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. What's going on, Dave? How are you doing today? I'm good. Apparently, I need to bring a little more energy to the podcast. I, I, did. I saw the comments. Yeah, yeah, you got to bring the energy today, buddy. Got to bring the energy. The energy. I am stoked. Well, speaking of being stoked, so tonight's going to be a fun game, obviously, with the Leafs and and Washington. We'll get to that uh, in a moment. But I'm also pretty stoked to see what this frozen frenzy is all about. ESPN, um, they've kind of turned this into their baby, and it's going to be somewhat of an equivalent to the NFL's red zone where they're just kind of – gonna go from game to game you know play to play all oh, those teams on a power play let's check in to see you know austin matthews see if they can score tonight or Connor bedard on a power play let's go see what's going on there you know Sidney crosby and and uh and gino malkin connect on a great goal we'll watch it here like that's kind of what we're going to be seeing tonight and i'm excited like it's the first time that i can recall in forever that we've seen all 32 teams playing um, on the same night that wasn't like a Saturday. Um, like this doesn't happen very often, and it's gonna be a special treat. You 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 stoked to see what this frozen frenzy is all about? I mean, I'm a huge fan of Red Zone. It's the greatest oh, thing that yeah. the NFL Network put together. Uh, I think Sportsnet did something similar, not exactly similar. Back when they called ice surfing, where they kind of were doing different yeah. games and things. But like this is gonna be street like specifically like a just looking at games and i love the idea it's going to be tougher for hockey because hockey plays are just so it happens so quick right in football it's a little easier to say all right let's go to this game and and things like that it's a little easier to navigate that but i give espn credit for doing this my only complaint doing this on a tuesday night <laughs> like wow. you can get this on a saturday night the biggest night usually for hockey in the year i don't know I understand that ESPN also has college football obligations right. that probably didn't work, but like couldn't even get us a Friday night. Couldn't get had to be a Tuesday night. Well, there's college football on Friday too. I think the big thing though is like there's not a lot of basketball games and there's no football. Like Tuesday is kind of the night where hockey can dominate the schedule, right? Mm-hmm. That's ESPN's you know hockey night is Tuesdays, right? Like they got NBA. Uh, the, the rest of the week, and then obviously Monday night football and whatnot, and then college football on Friday and Saturday. So Tuesday is pretty much the day that that they have to do it. Um, yeah, I guess you know us hockey fans would appreciate if it was maybe on a Saturday so we could enjoy it a little bit more. 
But that said, I think uh, they're doing like staggered starts, so you should be able to watch a lot of games, and there will be a lot kind of going on. I think I saw is every single game starting at a different time. Yeah, there's sworn- like a 15 minute, like 15 minute runoff between games. So like, not every game starts at the same time. Yeah, and let me see when uh, when it all starts. Like, I know that it, it, yeah, it starts with the Maple Leafs and the Capitals, so they kick things off. Like, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna watch it. We're gonna be able to see it right from the get go. Um, but the Leafs and Caps puck drop at six p.m. Keep that in mind, folks. It's a six p.m. puck drop, and it'll be on uh, TSN, I believe. It's showing me on NHL.com. Uh, you can watch on TSN four. Um, but yeah, so it'll be a six p.m. puck drop. Uh, and then followed by 6.30, 6.45, 7, 7.15, 7.30, so on and so forth until the final uh, game of the night, which is Flyers and Golden Knights. That's an 11 p.m. puck drop uh, for that game. Yikes. The Golden Knights trying to move to, to 7-0 and on the year. Um, but I think it's, it's really cool. I think this is uh, hopefully enough people in the States are intrigued by this and do kind of peek over and see, all right, what, what's this all about? It's a red zone for hockey. It's going to be the best of the best in hockey. You're going to show fights. You're going to show big hits. You're going to show goals, power plays like they're, they're going to show the best parts of the game. I would imagine. Um, I'm hoping that it does create a bit of a spark and, and some fanfare and hopefully it does create some, some new fans. Cause that's what it's all about. The problem is Dave is, it's on ESPN Plus, so you would have to be an ESPN Plus subscriber in order to get uh, this Frozen Frenzy. Um, like, there's there's a there are three games that are being played, like on ESPN, the the actual channel, the main channel, and and there's the games, the triple header, starting with Leafs and Washington, and then I think Pitt is is the next game, and the the there's a nightcap there, but um, yeah, that's the only downfall, I suppose, is. You do have to have an ESPN Plus account to be able to watch this. I, I'm not sure how many do or don't, um, but it would be cooler, I suppose, if you know you could just kind of flip it on and just be flipping the channel and stumble across it and then create new fans that way. But I guess beggars can't be choosers. Yeah, broadcasters aren't usually keen on giving away things for free no. No. nowadays. No. And I mean, look, look at Red Zone now, right? It you used to be able I used to be able to watch it with my TSN subscription and then they're like you yeah. got a TSN plus subscription. I'm like, I don't have one of those and just don't want to get another <laughs> subscription on top of that. But I find other ways to get red zone. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm subscribed to Dizone, so I got a Dizone sub subscription, so I'm able to watch it that way. But yeah. uh yeah, tis uh tis you know the year of twenty twenty three, you know, we we need everyone needs a different subscription, so we're paying a lot more money nowadays for the content than we were in the past. Uh, but that's what we get for for not wanting to watch ads, I suppose. Uh, but enough of that. Um, it's gonna be cool. I'm, I'm excited for it. So uh, should be an interesting um, kind of experiment for ESPN. I'm hoping that they see you know some decent numbers and you know do this more in uh, in in the future. But like I said, it all kicks off tonight with the Leafs and Capitals with a 6 p.m. puck drop. And with that, Dave, why don't we uh, why don't we take a quick break? Let's come back and let's get into the game. We'll preview preview tonight's game. Um, Leafs taking on uh, Rasmus Sandin, fellow friend of uh, the Maple Leafs, taking on him, Ovi, and the boys. 
So we'll detail what the lines looked like in practice because there are some changes. We'll tell you who's starting. And as always, we'll get to our three keys to victory tonight. So we'll do that all in just a moment. But before we do, let me tell you guys about one of today's show sponsors. And it's our good friends over at Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry about when you're buying your tickets to the next big event. Game Time is fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views your receipt, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total upfront so you know you're not so you know that you're getting a great deal without the hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. They're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, hockey, baseball concerts, and more. And the game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you. 110% of the difference. Take the guest work out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Today's show is also brought to you by Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Matthews could score 50 goals, could hoist the Leafs, could hoist the Stanley Cup, and you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports, and especially daily fantasy hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests fans can also play daily fantasy for anything else nfl nba mlb all on sleeper entries can be made in under a minute all you have to do is pick whether studs like crosby mcdavid austin matthews mitch marner will they record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals assists saves plus minus and more in a given game to win 100 times your bet on sleeper you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Leaf fans. You can win 100 times your money playing the daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use the promo code Locked On NHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code Locked On NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and location availability. Welcome back to the Locked On Leafs podcast. It's Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti. We are a daily Maple Leafs-centric podcast. You can find us wherever you uh, stream your podcast from audio-wise, whether that be iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever. You can also find us up on YouTube as well. It's Locked On Leafs. Hit subscribe. We really appreciate it. If you leave uh, a like on this video, if you're enjoying it, Leave us a comment down below, too. Are you excited about the possibility of this frozen frenzy? And how do you feel about tonight's matchup between the Maple Leafs and the Washington Capitals? And, uh, Dave, let's get right into it with a preview of tonight's matchup. Once again, a 6 p.m. puck drop. We need to stress that because people are going to flip the channel at 7 o'clock looking to sit down with their popcorn and beer, watch the game, and they'll already be in the middle of the first intermission. So it's a 6 p.m. puck drop tonight. 
Um, Dave, uh, I'll, I'll pose that question right to you first. What's, uh, what are you expecting out of this matchup? Well, obviously, uh, energy, wanna... Dave. we need more energy. Come on. Okay. What does Joseph Wall have to, you know, in this kind of a big opportunity for him, right? You know, he's, he was, uh, talking about like, you know, the opportunity to get more starts and he's like, you know, if you asked me about this a couple of years ago, I don't think I'm ready for this. But now he believes he's ready, right? And like it's hard, it's easy to remember that he was picked in 2016, right? Like it's been it's been a little while for him to get to the NHL. Obviously, pandemic goaltenders generally take a little bit longer, and and things like that. He was in college as well, but like this is this is an opportunity for him to really go for go with the go with the goal here. And I want to see how he responds to that challenge, right? Obviously, it's one game can't you know overemphasize a little bit too much i don't think like if he wins this he wins a starting job but i think no. this is a stepping stone moment for him for sure so like that's definitely one thing i'm looking for and then obviously the lineup changes there this is uh kind of what we saw in the last game we're gonna see it again uh against the capitals namely the nice camp domi line that i like so much is going to stick yeah yeah, I know you like that. And then, hey, look, they look good, right? They started yeah. to build a little bit of chemistry there in that third period. And it's the best Domi has looked so far through the regular season. So why not keep them together? I think it's a yeah. good call by Sheldon Keefe to keep that as a line. We saw a little bit of a flip up top. Looks like Yarncroft is going to go and play with Matthews and Marner. Bertuzzi to play with Tavares and Nylander. So he does separate Nylander from Matthews and Marner to try and Make sure that they've got three solid lines that they that they like. Um, Gregor Holmberg and Reeves going to round out the fourth line, which means once again Fraser Minton finds himself out of the lineup. It was confirmed today at practice uh, or Monday at practice that Minton is going to be a healthy scratch for a second straight game here. Um, Got to think that when they're done on this road trip, he probably ends up getting sent back to Kamloops. No, yeah, I think so. Um it's it's just what maybe he gets one more game if they feel like they want to do one more game for him but yeah i think it's almost a foregone conclusion let him go back play though if he makes the you know, likely hopefully makes the world junior roster has yeah. a good season over in cam loops i think it's i'm not like surprised and i'm not disappointed either well, I hope they don't go like the Shane Wright route where, oh. you know, they play him for a game and then don't play him for a little bit, healthy scratch him, and then a conditioning stint in the AHL, no, and I then perfect timing, call him back up for a game, and then send him to the World Juniors to play. And it's like, what are we doing? Like, I hope that's not the avenue that they go with this kid. I don't envision that being the case. That doesn't seem to be the MO of this Maple Leafs organization. They haven't really rushed many prospects um so i i would imagine that yeah he, he probably maybe he gets another game or two to to you know after sitting up in the press box and maybe learning from the mistakes being able to get a bird's eye view of things realizing okay this is what i have to do maybe he gets a chance to see if he learned anything uh, if he can still stick around but i would probably place my money towards him uh not finishing out the full nine games um before getting sent down all right so yeah, I'm, I'm excited about, uh, you know, the, the the possibility of this game because, I mean, anytime you get to watch Alex Ovechkin and, and Austin Matthews uh, play one another, it's always very exciting. But I don't know if you've been paying attention what's been going on out in Washington. 
this team is not scoring goals. Like they've been abysmal offensively. Ovechkin still searching for his first goal. Won a couple of games last week without even registering a shot on goal. It's the first time in his entire career he went back to back games without a shot on net. Um, and this team as a whole, four games into the year, just five goals. That's bizarre for a Washington Capitals team who at one point that's all they could do is is score. Um, so this could be an opportunity for Toronto's defense. It's going to have a, a, a get right game. I think that's kind of what I'll be leaning on, on and, and, you know, watching for tonight is can that defense continue to keep this Washington offense, which is struggling mightily at bay. Can they stay on top of pucks? Can they go and win some puck battles? You know, Washington's not a fast team. You know, I, I think they're, they're, they're a little old. They're a little slow. They're rebuilding in a way. Um, and I think Toronto should be able to match up well against this roster. So that's one of the things that I'll be watching for tonight. Yeah, I mean, you kind of nailed it there. I, I watched um, Washington when they played Ottawa last week, and they got bulldozed by the Senators. Oh, the 6-1? Yeah, 6-1. That was one of the games Ovechkin didn't even record a shot, which, yeah, like, he, he laid a nice hit in that game. I can't remember who he victimized on the boards, but... Yeah, um, I've got yeah, him you, in one of my fantasy teams. Man, it's been uh, it's been a struggle. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I've got to decide whether or not because all thirty-two teams are playing, so everybody's yeah. going to be in. Did, am I going to play this guy? Like he hasn't really done anything. Am I going to play him, mm-hmm. or or do I gotta you know have him take a seat for a guy like Huberto or Hyman or like it's, it's I got a serious decision on my hands here. But you're kind of, you were I think you're very much right about this Capitals team. You know who the youngest player on this Capitals team is? No. Rasmus Sandin. You're kidding. He is the youngest player on the roster at 23 years old. Is Hendrix LaPierre not on this roster? Not currently, no. He's not playing. He might be down the minors now or injured. Connor McMichael? Is Connor McMichael older than... than... He is is older, or same age, actually. Wow, that's insane! That Rasmus Sandin—that that just goes to show how uh, how old this team is. Because Sandin's yeah. been around for a few years now. Like exactly, he's not a rookie anymore, right? Like no. this is a team that has wanted to keep—I don't know even what window, but like they haven't been a contender in a in a while, and they've gotten older. They they should be trying to get some younger players now they did they did i think i think last year they did like they moved or uh dimitri orloff they mm-hmm. traded away garnett hath like they made a couple of moves and then made that deal with toronto to bring in sandy which again they brought in at the time what was a 22 year old you yeah. know uh, offensive defenseman who has some top four upside so it was a bit of a gamble um to bring bring in a guy like Sandine. so i think they're trying somewhat but ultimately it's still a, a very old roster and it, and like the the spine of that team the ov uh john carlson uh kuznetsov and you know uh, backstrom like they're they're all up there in age now they, they they all are so it's it's an age i think they're like the second second oldest team maybe in the nhl I second believe or third so. oldest team yeah behind pittsburgh it's not a yeah. Th- this team desperately needs to get younger. Like, here's the thing: like they kind of follow the Pittsburgh model, where they feel like as long as Ovechkin's there, 
as long as Carlson and Backstrom, like they can't do rebuild. But that doesn't mean you can don't have to keep some of these other guys. You could sell them off, get some assets, get some younger players, and play a little a bit of a different style. Um, but like Spencer Carberry hasn't been a great start to his uh coaching tenure in the NHL. I mean, not all his fault, but at the same time, it's like you know, he, he was plucked from the Leafs. People were like, oh, that's a it's a pretty good hire. And well, I mean, he, he was expected to come in and help this team offensively, right? Yeah. Become an offensive team. And, you know, he did great things for the power play for the Maple Leafs. Curious to see what their power play is right now. I, I would imagine it's not very good. They've only scored five. They haven't scored on the power play. They have zero power play goals so far through four games. So, yeah, that's not a good look for uh, for for Spencer Carberry, former assistant with the Maple Leafs, in his first couple of couple of games behind the bench. Yeah, so like that's that's one player, uh, one player, one one thing I'm looking at here is he's got to figure he's got to figure out how to get that offense going. You do know that this means that they're definitely going to score a power yeah. play goal tonight against yeah. Toronto, like hundred percent. We already know. We already know. Yeah. Not only just. Uh, not only just a power play goal, Vetchkin's probably going to score. You're probably going to bench him fantasy. He's going to score, and you're going to we're going to come back here, and you're going to say that regret you're going to have about benching Ovi. It's it's one of those things, right? But as you said, like for the Leafs, they've always struggled when a team has had it's down, and especially in Washington, they've had like it's they've had a tough time sometimes playing in Washington, and. This is a time where, again, you have a team that's down on its luck, really struggling offensively. Can they actually avoid the narrative that the Leafs always follow, which is not playing to their capabilities against a team like this? Well, yeah, like the they're the I think the phrase you're looking for there is the fact that Toronto has been known to play down to their opponents. Yes. Are they going to do it once again, or are they going to rise to the occasion? And show this Washington team who's boss because it should be the Maple Leafs. They legitimately lead in every single category. They they've scored more goals. They've got a better power play, better penalty kill. They generate more chances, generate more shots. They've given up more goals. Uh, I guess you could say that um, because the goaltending has been kind of eh, to start the year. But outside of that, uh, Toronto has been the and, and is like not only on paper but on the ice. Your eyes would tell you the same thing uh, that Toronto is just the the better team and should be able to to get the win. Uh, with that said, Dave, why don't we take one more quick break and we get back? We'll go through our three keys to victory for the Maple Leafs tonight and see if we can come up with a couple of ways uh, that we believe you know the Maple Leafs should be able to do if they want to get the dub tonight. And before we get into that, though, let me tell you about one of today's show sponsor, and it's our good pals over at FanDuel. Snap into the NHL season with FanDuel. It's North America's number one sports book right now. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you think about if you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including the spreads, player props, over-unders, money line, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the Locked On Network. Welcome back into the Locked On at least podcast. It's Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti. It's a game day in Toronto. 
Uh, all 32 teams in action tonight, actually, as ESPN unveils its first ever Frozen Frenzy, which is sure to be an interesting, uh, interesting little program. And it all starts with the Maple Leafs and the Washington Capitals with a 6 p.m. puck drop. Again, a 6 p.m. puck drop tonight for Washington and Toronto. The game is in Washington. Uh, that being said, Dave, what's uh, what are a couple of keys for the Maple Leafs? Do you think for them to come out with the victory uh, in tonight's game? Well, you talked about the Capitals' lack of speed. I don't know if you saw the NHL actually unveiled its new analytics website, NHL Edge. Oh, I did not. We're gonna uh, talk about that tomorrow. Yeah. So, just a quick some uh, summary of that. Basically, um, it shows a lot of like different, you know when they put the chips and the pucks and the jerseys and things like that to show different player stats, you can now see what the broadcast has been putting up. Right. Interesting. And what it has shown is Washington capitals are a very slow team, like really slow. <laughs> One of the slower teams in the league. So if I'm the Leafs, try to use that to your advantage, the lack of speed of the Washington capitals, you know, make them have to work for their chances. Right. Don't give them the, you know, don't turn the puck over and give them the short chain, you know, chances to transition, right? Make them yeah. work for every, every offensive opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. That was one of mine as well, right? Like this is a team that hasn't been able to get it going offensively and you don't want to be the team to get them going offensively. Although wouldn't be shocked if that's what happens. Cause that is how things seem to happen with when it comes to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, and when we say things shouldn't happen, typically it does. Um, that being said though, like I think a way for them to make sure it doesn't, you're right. Limiting turnovers, don't allow those quick strikes the other way, but also like, just make sure that you are staying on top of pucks, right? Like if they're trying to transition, like make sure that you are on top and you're getting back and the blue line is getting back and they're not allowing guys to get past them way too many times. And again, it's a little easier when you're facing a team that's not as fast as, you know, say Tampa or Florida, um, but so many times over the last week, we've seen, you know, players just like split the deep and, 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 you know, go in either on an odd man rush or, you know, the goal we saw by, uh, who's the little, uh, Alex Barboulet, you know, he's just like a short speedy guy who just kind of got in behind the goalie and, or got in behind the defenseman and got a, a good deflection in front of the goal. that went right between Samsonov legs, like something like that consistently has been happening uh, all season long for the Maple Leafs. So I think just making sure that you keep everyone in front of you uh, is, is going to be the best way to defend this team. And to me, that's, that's one of the, one of the keys to build off of yours. What's another one? Uh, you know, the, they, they're struggling right now. Also the uh, capitals a lot offensively, right? So the defense has got to get in those, in those shooting lanes. Cause I feel like the, when a team is struggling to get things going offensively, they're going to try to throw everything on the net, right? Yeah, probably. So if I'm the Leafs, like, you got to get in those in those passing lanes. Like, you know, the Capitals, are their MO is usually setting guys up in, in prime scoring areas, right? Especially on the power play. So the defense is going to have to be sound in their defensive coverage. And our boy Frankie Corrado... Love the breakdowns he's doing on like you know, when the Leafs allow goals, yeah, and showing where they've been, why the goals have usually been going in, and a lot of the times that the videos I've seen has been just defensive zone coverage, right? Blown coverages. Yep. You can't do that against Washington, yeah. 
right? So you got to be sound in your defensive zone coverage against this team. Yes, they're struggling to put pucks in the net, but if you give them opportunities, these are still known, well-named guys. Ovechkin still is still a good name, right? Kuznetsov, Backstrom, Strom, even Tom Wilson. Like those guys can score if you give them opportunities. So you got to watch out for that. Yeah, and here's something too that I think the Leafs have lacked a little bit over the last couple of games. Um, let's have some more success in the faceoff circle. I feel like the last, you know, this year they haven't been off to a good start. They're sub 50% in the faceoff dot this year, ranked 21st. I mean, this is a club last year that was, I think, third all season long, pretty much, uh, winning, you know, over 54% of their draws. So, you know, that's a pretty significant decrease so far this year. And I think it's a big reason as to why they lost a couple of those games. Um, coming into tonight, again, they do have the advantage with. The Washington Capitals, just 41% face-off wins uh, on the year. So hopefully Toronto could take advantage and, and make this just a full-on get-right game for a lot. Get the defense right, get your 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 face-off situation right, and then the goaltending, obviously, hopefully can sort itself out with that. And then, like, hopefully they could just build off of a solid game or solid third period uh, against Tampa. Like, I'm, I'm hoping that Matthew Nyes and Max Domi – you know, connect again at some point tonight, or at least look really good and dangerous at parts of during parts of this game. So uh, I think that it should be a pretty easy win for Toronto. They are the better team, uh, but this is, is somewhat of a revenge narrative. Like Spencer Carberry's going to have money on the board. Uh, you know, hey, let's go and beat my former boss in Sheldon Keefe. I know what he wants to do. Uh, we should be able to beat that. Uh, that's going to be the you know, the, the game plan for the Capitals tomorrow night. And if you're Toronto, got to make sure that you withstand that, that early push that they're going to give. And uh, hopefully, you know, Joseph Wall comes to play much like he did on Saturday night and they can withstand it and then start to establish their game. And uh, if they do that, I think they'll dominate this one. All right, buddy. Uh, any other final words you want to say about tonight's game or anything else that's on your mind? I'll see if Rasmus Sandin really tries to get under William Nylander's skin. He said during uh, after practice that he feels like he, he you know, Nylander's usually the calm, cool guy on the ice, but Sandin thinks he can get under his skin. I'm interested to see if there's any of that in this game. All right. So a little Swede on Swede violence potentially tonight. All right. We'll keep an eye out for that as well. Uh, one more final reminder. It's a 6 p.m. puck drop tonight for the game not seven o'clock so do keep that in mind when you're making your uh, your game plan to to watch tonight's matchup all right that'll do it for us here today on the podcast I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show you can subscribe to the locked on these podcast on all podcasts and platforms including up on youtube and receive daily leaves content follow myself on twitter at mickey underscore canuck follow dave at d underscore morrisuti follow the show as well at locked on leaves Go ahead, smash that like button if you enjoyed the video here on YouTube. Leave a comment down below as well or tweet at us uh, if you enjoyed the show. I will be back with another episode for y'all tomorrow. We'll break down the matchup and kind of you know, we'll see how the Frozen Frenzy went uh, went as well. And uh, yeah, so we'll do that tomorrow. But until then, give lots right here on Lockdown Leafs.